1: Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boy, were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We
3: see how they lose millions of dollars. Millions? Broadway isn't cheap. A lot of fancy people want to be producers. Step four. Find out why the show won't go on. Step five. End this episode and head to Times Square.
4: Times Square? That'll never work. Only
3: Broadway success. Square. Oh, 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 ye of little faith. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. <laughs> uh, oh, and oh, what a surprise because welcome.
4: What's up, theater geeks?
1: What is up?
3: What is up? What is up? What is up? What is up?
4: What is, up? What is, up? What is That's the alto from- line.
3: Wait, no, that'll be the bass line. And then the tenor line will be like...
4: What is a, what that sounds like is Queen. It's like the Queen version oh. of our podcast opening. <laughs> That's right. We're like, <laughs> the, the, like the bohemian be, Rhapsody is of Theater Geeks Anonymous. <laughs>
2: Sarah chiming in in the
4: background, <laughs> loving this.
2: And I am a huge Queen fan, so. Totally, totally. Every time
4: Bohemian Rhapsody so comes on,
3: I have to. I just love it. It's so
2: good. awesome. Super talented guys. Yeah, they
4: really oh, my They gosh. really are. Oh, my gosh. Slash were Freddie. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Freddie. You were unique <laughs> through and through. Completely.
3: <laughs> in the best of ways. about
0: the film is learning all of the ways mm. in which they were exceptionally smart, but yes. not related to music. Yeah. Yeah. I had no clue. Arguably somewhat related to music. Scientists, stem, engineers. Stem yeah, right? To cross Absolutely. To but I had now. no idea. Pents don't cut music from schools, guys. Right. Yeah. Trump. Point. Arts are important.
3: I'm no. s- so if I mean, if back. the computer wasn't on this table, I would slam my fist
2: down. Yes. <laughs> I'd love to see Pamela slam her fist down. Whoa. Getting all aggressive. Break things. <laughs> Never <laughs> seen her get that aggressive.
3: With her might. People that know me really well see that side <laughs> of me a lot. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sometimes we'll be doing an episode of this podcast mm-hmm. that will end with just this impassioned debate between us. And we're usually about,
4: agreeing, even oh, though well, it's yeah. a debate. I mean, <laughs> I guess, like, no, usually so it agreeing. wouldn't be a debate, it would be a discourse. Yeah, so that's like a, usually what it is, because we agree on most things. Yeah, it's, it's things. true. Yeah.
3: But it, ju- it will have come out of nowhere, yeah. but it will have gotten to the point where, where we are both like in a lather talking about oh my <laughs> this thing, and we're like geeks, if you just, if you, you please do your research, and please look this up and do this and do that, it's because it's so important. And then we're like, Okay, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. It's true. It happens.
4: Go on our tangent. It's good though. Yeah.
3: I think it's good. I mean, I think that's what—that's why I love theater. That's why I think yeah. Ebony and I have talked about this. That's why we love theater. It's mm-hmm. theater is not just entertainment. It—it's it, supposed to make you think. It's supposed yeah. to make you feel. And to feel so deeply mm-hmm. is the only thing that is inherently human. Yeah. And if we don't do it, it almost feels like it atrophies in us.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's get on so this good. pedestal. Yes. I know. That word, atrophy, <laughs> she threw it right in. I know, it's so good. It Thank is you. good. No, I agree. <laughs> Theater is an extension of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm at a loss for words right now.
0: <laughs> well, that was all, You could have just dropped that little nugget.
4: Let it hang in the there. Just hang, I'm going
3: to put yeah. a little ding in there. Like,
2: <laughs> please, ding it, please.
4: Well, uh, <laughs> Theater Geeks, on this episode of our new work series, we're going to talk about the Women's Cycle, which is an event that's happening July of this year, 2019. Um, and it's going to be happening at the Cell Theater in Chelsea, New York. And it's an event that um, I, I'm producing. And on, t- <laughs> and on today's episode, we're going to have uh, the two writer-performers, who are going to be presenting their work at this event in July. So please welcome Sarah Benjamin and Maria Barada. I'm
2: going to clap with two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us on your podcast. Our pleasure. Super excited. Yeah.
4: The, the show uh, came about because it's, it's funny. Actually, Pamela and I were coming back from an interview we did in Connecticut and we were talking about Jesus Christ superstar. Mm. And we were and then we got on like this long tangent <laughs> about how we would love to see an all female Jesus Christ superstar. Well, and I got, would play re- Judas. And, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm still very excited about it. I know, it. me too.
3: <laughs> well, and then we discovered that it really had already been done with Shoshana Bean. And, but anyway, but but, not but a only whole production. A, right, right, only
4: a concert version. Right. And so, like, I got so excited about this idea. I lost sleep that night because I was so excited, <laughs> which happens sometimes. Um, and then it was just, like, a couple of weeks later I was at um, – I was at Upstart Creatures, which is this uh, theater company that they incorporate uh, food, like food that's reminiscent of whatever stage reading they're doing. And they're just a wonderful theater company. And they did this play called Fefu and Her Friends. Um, and and they were talking about possibly like turning it into an immersive piece. And then my brain was like, immersive, we could do Jesus Christ Superstar Immersive. I just like, <laughs> and then also I was like, Ooh, uh, um, and so I I started to talk to them about like trying to bring that to a production, but um, that actually didn't end up working out. But in the court, in the the course of the time that I was talking about doing that, I was also speaking with Sarah and Maria about um, Maria was already writing her one-woman show. And so we were writing together one night, and I was having this idea. and I said, like, well, if I do this, like would you would you want to present your one-woman show at this event? And she was like, yeah. So she was like pretty much my first person on board. <laughs> and and I, we had only been friends four months. I just so. want to sidebar
3: because yeah. every time Ebony asks anybody to do anything, <laughs> their first response is, absolutely, let's get it done. Because she's just she's this woman of ideas and, and she actually follows through on them.
0: Thank Aww, you. Pamela. You're welcome. So sweet. Okay,
3: finish your story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't want to laugh too loud into the microphone (laughs) these girls are killing me
4: Um, and so then uh, during that course of time Sarah had been uh, putting out these YouTube videos called Girl Talk with Nancy Ann and my roommates and I would sit around the television together honest to god I swear this was happening and like we'd get so excited about every week when she would release one so we would (laughs) All sit together, and and if there wasn't a new one out yet, <laughs> Megan, who listens to this podcast as well, she would be like, "Crap, there's not a new one." Okay, okay, and we'd be like so sad, so we have to wait till the next week when it would come out. And they're these, they're like one minute to like one minute and ten seconds, mm-hmm. but they're um they're she'll she'll explain more about like how they came about, <laughs> but it's just this like very tongue in cheek 1950s dating advice, and um. <laughs> My I sent them to my sister and my sister loves the Stepford Wives and she loved <laughs> the crap out of these videos and she was like, it's like, she's like a Stepford Wife. I yes. love this so much. They're, they're
3: <laughs> very reminiscent of yeah. the Poo-Pourri commercials. yes. 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 Oh, yes.
4: <laughs> I I watched
3: one of them that yes. she sent to me. It was very funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like that very like, I'm going to act like I am this person from the 50s, mm-hmm. but the things that are coming out of my mouth are
2: incredibly modern. Yes.
3: <laughs> and It's very funny. It's so good. It is
2: very tongue-in-cheek. I loved it when you share them yeah. with me. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant <laughs> character you created. Um,
4: Go on. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. Ma- Maria had, like, one of my best explanation, my favorite explanations of it, though, because she said it, it looked like Sarah would, she was, like, smiling as she slowly stuck her knife into the patriarchy. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> that was my description of your Craig girl talk. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so this event is just about like women expressing, um, some of the struggles we face as women, the, the things that are put upon us by society. And also we just like it to open up a gender dialogue between the genders. So, so not to exclude any, any one gender, like transgender, everybody is welcome, um, to the discussion. So, my first question um, to both of you, Sarah and Maria, is can each of you give a brief overview of the pieces you're writing for the women's cycle Mm -hmm. and your roles within them, like apart from writing, because you're also performing in them?
3: Maria. Oh. <laughs> I'm on. I could see that there was some debate on who, who was going to go be first. first. Yeah, so I
0: chose. We could spend the whole podcast being like,
2: "Oh no, no, no! You no,
4: go, go ahead. No, you go <laughs> first. No, no, no. True, oh. it's true. <laughs> um, oh, me?
0: Oh no, sorry. Oh,
4: stop
2: <laughs> Nancy Ann mm-hmm. Um, well, my piece is is about uh, dealing with m- my midlife. When I hit forty, I um, was feeling extraordinarily frustrated <laughs> with my life because I. I wasn't married, I didn't have kids, and I definitely wasn't at the peak of my acting career or my writing (laughs) career, and so um, I was navigating a world where I was receiving mixed messages from family, friends, society, community in general, and I felt felt confused and, and conflicted, and I'm still kind of navigating those waters as I'm writing this piece, like, what, is there less value to me as a woman because I don't have these things mm. in life than... Um because I haven't procreated. And it's not that I don't want these things in life. Mm-hmm. They just haven't occurred at this right. point. And But I was questioning my value as a woman. And it was creating a great deal of inner conflict. So I knew I needed to process this and process it fast because mm-hmm. it would be extraordinarily debilitating and mm-hmm. moving, moving into my 40s. So I said, write it. Write, write your story. Write it down. Mm-hmm. Friends encouraged me. Write it down. And I was encountering all these weird dating scenarios. <laughs> I feel like my life is one Seinfeld episode after another. I'm like, what's happening here? Um, And so that's where the idea really spawned from. It was, in in essence, it was my, it's my catharsis, my meditation, my self-reflection. But I was also hoping to uh, create a show where the woman, the uh, the voice for a woman in her midlife is being heard, mm. or at least mm. being recognized in yeah. some way. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I it just kind of glaze over that part of your life. It's mm-hmm. like nobody wants to, and I'm not saying nobody wants to talk about it in well, 2000. society glazes yeah. over it. Yeah, it's yeah. like nobody wants to talk about perimenopausal <laughs> symptoms, and nobody wants to talk about your body's changing, and nobody right. wants to talk about you know you know your struggles and maybe wanting to be a mom but it's not happening and should you freeze your eggs should you not freeze your eggs all these crazy questions Mm -hmm. um uh and and also the the pressures that you may not realize you're feeling Mm -hmm. based on your own upbringing especially if you're from a very traditional family um and just the stuff you've you yourself have bought into yeah I was like (laughs) angry at myself more than anyone else I was like why are you buying into this Mm -hmm. crap Mm -hmm. so I was realizing I bought into a lot of the the philosophies and the and and the um, ideologies of this old paradigm Mm -hmm. and maybe I just don't fit into that old paradigm Mm -hmm. yeah maybe a lot of us just don't anymore I don't think any of us ever did yeah
3: to be honest I mean it was always what society told us was necessary. It's interesting that you have, because I'm going through that now, kind of. I'm Mm. close to 40. I don't have children. I really don't want them really. To be honest, I mean, I kind of just came to the realization that they're just not for me, and that's totally cool. Yeah, that is very cool. Mm -hmm. that took me a while to kind of come to terms with that. Like, I don't have a man, and honestly, that's another thing that I'm just like, you know what? It'd be nice to have someone help pay the bills, (laughs) 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 maybe pick up and, you know, clean the dishes, once in a while. <laughs> yeah. So that it's not just
2: all on me. Mm-hmm. But at
3: the same time, I've been doing pretty darn well for the last 40 years. So, yeah. well, yeah. 37. But you know what I mean? So. There's something
2: to be said for the freedom of, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of my girlfriends, as I've been having these conversations with lady friends who are friends of mine who are married and do have kids and either had kids in their 20s or just had kids in their late 40s you know Mm -hmm. miraculously on their own just yeah so anything is possible at any point in your life but they're telling me maria the grass may seem greener on the other side but you know we're going through the same kind of feelings you're going through and um but in a way we envy you because you actually have the time to process all of this yeah. where yeah. they might not have that freedom or time to do mm-hmm. that because they have to take care of the kids, make sure their husbands are being fed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, um, yeah, so that's essentially what the show is about. It's all, I try to use humor. That's my thing. Right. I'm, I'm like Pamela. I am a comic and I am a clown. And um, um, I don't know what you're implying. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. So sorry about that, Pamela. (laughs) Pamela's all method, of course. (laughs) Um, So I I feel that you can still be a poignant comic and still make you know the points you need to make through humor and, and that's just how I express myself so mm-hmm. you and your second question I'm sorry I'm sorry if I'm talking no. a little too much no, you're good. your second
4: part we oh, said what character yeah but I mean basically well, you explain that because it's just it's you it
2: a it's, sh- it's, yeah. a it's a show? solo show okay. and I don't have um, a defined character like Sarah does like Nancy Ann I, I'd say there's my voice and the narrator there's a narration portion to the mm-hmm. piece and then there are You know, you break out in these kind of sketches or scenes, Mm -hmm. and then I'm playing all the characters. So I'll be playing the doctor, you know, in the gynecological doctor. (laughs) I'll be playing, you know, um, my parents. I'd be playing, you know, Jose, the (laughs) psychic uh, gay Porter that used to work with me, um, who happened to be a Dominican uh, immigrant, Dominican Republic immigrant. So he's this really amazing character that supposedly spoke to angels. So (laughs) he's this really interesting character. And I try to do him. And there's just a bunch of people. So yeah, Yeah. that sounds
3: fun.
4: Yeah, yeah, I I hope so. I mean, what what she's read to me so far is just like, it's great. Yeah, it's just so you. great. Ebony is <laughs> so, so supportive. Excited. I've never heard Ebony say, Your stuff sucks.
2: <laughs> well, Ebony's... it helps that
0: you're very funny. So
2: yeah. All, yeah. You know, thank you, Sarah. I feel like super I, sweet.
0: I haven't seen all your your stuff. However, what I can say is you've told stories in my apartment or, mm-hmm. or in front of me and they're always very compelling and
2: you know, very amusing so thank you miss sarah that means of, a lot yeah, a Com- story. coming from a great storyteller oh. um thank you go on <laughs> go on <laughs> so there's just so much love in this space and
3: it's a very tiny space very, this is. is gonna fill up so
2: fast
4: mm-hmm. with love with, with love, love. Not with the bad stuff, just no, with no, love. No, no, just with love. There's no room for bad stuff no. here. So, Sarah, you, same question, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Um, what was the question?
4: <laughs> Did <laughs> I talk <laughs> too about, much? Like, you know, my, my, not, not at all. Give uh, a, a brief overview <laughs> of, of yeah. the piece that you're writing right. and your role in it. Right, right, mm-hmm. right.
0: good. Yes, I actually have that. <laughs> we reestablished that. Um, <laughs> so, the working title, so I've been working on this um, character, Nancy Ann, and she does these little monologues, which I call Girl Talk with Nancy Ann, which is really kind of a Dear Abby sort of approach uh, to these as though someone wrote in a question and she's saying just between us girls like here's yeah. the answer <laughs> so good. um and um so anyway when Ebony approached me I I was excited about the the idea of taking it um to be a you know full-length production or or even a one-act production um but I I really don't I didn't envision her having, like, an hour show, doing a one-woman show, mm-hmm. because of the nature of it being sort of question and answer. Yeah. Um, and Dear Abby-ish. So, but I but I did, I even back then, I was like, you know, she might be really funny as the interruption, either, like, the commercial break between or the interruption of, <laughs> like, contemporary scenes. Yeah. Between. And originally I thought men and women like and I really like was thinking, you know, dating scenes specifically. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, it's not really confined to dating scenes. It's really about what it's like to be a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we have a narrative that says that um, things have really shifted and changed and modern women can have it all. And I think that's, uh, we all know that's a little bit silly because you have to make certain choices. Right. Mm-hmm. I think society still values certain choices as yes. better mm-hmm. or worse or whatever, mm-hmm. which is where you're sort of talking about shooting sure. 40 and being like, I haven't made these societally like expected yes. checkboxes. boxes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but then also coming to the point that you were saying where you're going, um, I'm actually okay with that. Like, yeah. wait, if I search my heart and I'm like, do I, I don't actually want kids. So, yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Great, good thing I didn't get married at twenty three and just pop out. Right, <laughs> you know, right, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, part of the the working the, the working title is girl talk, and it's just it's the sort of combination of societal talk and self talk that mm-hmm. we experience mm-hmm. of like what it what it's like to be a woman and how we react within that and um, and I think the reason I keep Nancy Ann in that is because I like the juxtaposition of the things that Nancy Ann has to say, which one might think are dated and. Not relevant, (laughs) but in fact, because there's so many little kernels of truth in the Mm -hmm. things that she says,
2: absolutely, you know, that
0: that it's still quite relevant and funny, you know, to people today. That sounds awesome.
2: I I love Nancy (laughs) Ann, yeah, she's great,
0: you know, and it's just you. No, oh, so the, how I play, how, how I feature in this, I can't play all the characters. Right. <laughs> that
2: would be nuts. I'd love to see that. that would, the costume changes alone. We, we could
4: only do that if it were a film with green screen. I'm
0: bats, guys. She'd have to end by being like, for schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs> just drink more. Um, <laughs> just, just drink more. most of her advice. Um, but no, it's so I will play Nancy Ann, because I just adore her, uh, and the my, my intention is to cast the contemporary uh, actors as other people. Great. And so um, hopefully, if it if it works, that it'll be like these moments. And originally, I was writing it so that it's like scene and then Nancy on monologue, and then scene and then Nancy on monologue. But in the process of the writing, mm-hmm. you know, it it um it does you know. Even having talks with other people and having them mm-hmm. hear your work, I'm like, oh, what a what a thought! Like that she could interrupt the scene. Oh yes. my gosh! Like, yes. like come up on Nancy and in the middle of what's happening mm-hmm. in a contemporary <laughs> setting, and she says, "Just between us, girls," mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and has this little like pearl of wisdom drop, yes. which is actually quite relevant to mm-hmm. whatever's going on mm-hmm. in the contemporary scene. So, it is. I am a first time playwright, so yeah. one, she's a genius. One hopes that it, it will sounds work, like it. But um, I'm I'm excited about it. I mean. The worst that could happen is I never wrote it in the first place. So. <laughs> Getting something on paper is a win.
4: Yeah, it's. Oh, I, I like mean, what something. we've read yeah. so far, we love. We yeah. uh, we we've loved. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. I I've been uh, blessed to be asked to be part of the <laughs>
2: reading, <laughs> the Fine. reading. So um, it's exciting, and I and I you know having this colleague, we're going to be performing sharing the stage back to back in the the first women's cycle. <laughs> I keep saying the first. first. Ebony's no. like, Maria, just let's get through this. First, yeah, the first, Just do this let's one. First not,
0: annual. The first annual women, the, like, the first biannual. The first, the first monthly. No, no <laughs> pressure, Ebony.
4: Trying to scare the crap out of me. <laughs> the bi- mo- monthly. The moon cycle. The moon cycle. <laughs> I love it. It's a moon cycle That's series. the brilliant words
3: Right the there.
2: Cycle. Um, But no, I, I thank you, Ebony, for creating a safe space for, you know, Sarah and myself to to workshop our right. pieces, yeah, no kidding. and that's essentially what the women's cycle is all about. It's just this safe place to be able to get the support and love, and um, I, I, again, the support and love, and 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 the platform mm-hmm. to voice our thoughts on mm-hmm. women's issues in our own voices and our own creative yeah. uh, mm-hmm. fashion. So, and just to experiment and try it out. I mean, we don't know what we're, we don't know how an audience is going to receive it. So, this is all like experimental. Yeah.
0: But I what I what I think is really awesome and cool that you that, I mean that you stepped out and were like, I'm gonna just produce this because mm-hmm. we need more female producers. Mm-hmm. More. Yes. Because I don't absolutely. think I think the part of the reason yep. we don't hear about yeah. these paramo- paramenopausal, you know, stories <laughs> and whatever, which <laughs> are there's so much comedy to be mine. Totally in, right. Really and is. I love it like, <laughs> especially and to is other women yes. Yes. dealing with postmenopausal yes. mm-hmm. know, life stories. But I, I think you're absolutely right, especially because of the point where Gen Xers are. Mm-hmm. And you know where millennials are soon to be. Yeah, uh, yes, there yeah. is a really and because millennials are getting married later and later and later and mm-hmm. we're not at all. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot more women are going to experience that whole hitting forty and not necessarily having checked all the squares that their right. parents or their society. Or told them they Thinking would have they have, have nothing to show for it. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think that um, one of the things that I find frustrating is I don't. I think there is there are women writers and there are phenomenal women stories like mm-hmm. both true and fictional that could be produced and it's that we don't people aren't financing those yeah. productions mm-hmm. whether they Correct. be film or theater right they're not and, finding their champion right and so and so you need champions like ebony so yeah 100 you, you need somebody who's gonna stand up and say i'll put it on absolutely because i think if you build it they will come i think they yeah. will come and you know you know, women make up half the world. Spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> so, right.
3: <laughs> and we also Bias. control the rest of the world. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so
0: I think they you have Ding. the built-in audience, they <laughs> just have to be willing to say, like, they're going to buy
4: tickets, and they will. Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, already, like, from the videos and whenever, you know, Heather and I, Heather is my co-producer, we talk to people about it. They're so excited. Like, at, like, there's not one person I've heard a negative word about. Like, everybody wants to come. I, have, awesome. I was just talking oh, to a friend of mine who lives in Washington, and um, I'm going to go visit her, and I told her, like, I'm doing this show, and she's like trying to figure out how she can go from England to come here before she goes back to Washington just to see the show. Wow. You know? And so I I think that. What a good friend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think that, I think you're absolutely right. And, and, and women are longing to feel like somebody hears them somebody is paying attention somebody cares and and somebody knows where they're at and and somebody is willing to step out and step on a stage mm-hmm. and say this is what's happening with all of us can we please just like have a dialogue about this can can somebody just listen <laughs> to mm-hmm. t- to well, it and there's also something to be said about other women
3: boosting up other women yeah, and agreed. I know that this has been happening I, I, I'm not surrounded by catty people yeah, and I have right. plenty of female friends who are all very supportive and loving people and yeah. we all love each other and support each other but there's this narrative that goes on in society and maybe it's just that White male narrative, you know, right. that that all women hate each other <laughs> yeah. and yes. that we're all, you know, there's only one job for a woman, so... <laughs> Here, go and get it, and then there's this dog pile of women all competing for this one thing, and that's just not the case. It's really Mm -hmm.
4: not, and that's why there's the meme, the meme about one woman goes to the bathroom and then all of them go. It's because like we actually like each other a lot, (laughs) so we want to stand in the line and chit chat, right? Right. Like that—that is just a sisterhood. Like there's a there's a depth that 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 just can't even be duplicated in a romantic relationship with a with a man. Like there's just. Just it's another level,
2: and you don't know what you're going to find in the bathroom. We have to protect
4: each other. That's true too. I mean, seriously, power in numbers,
2: people. (laughs) That's true too. New York City bathroom, for God's sake!
3: Goodness, just don't put your purse on the floor. No,
2: don't Don't put your purse. Do not put your Ferragamo on the floor.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um. Okay, so. Think, I feel like a couple of these we kind of touched on a little bit, but um, how do you We're see I, <laughs> how do you see your specific pieces as a commentary on gender standards in the 21st century?
3: Mm. Oh god, mm, that's a heavy question. <laughs>
4: that's
2: really heavy. Sarah, why yeah. don't you start this one out? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I'll
0: go for it. Um, it's so one of one of the things that I do a lot of is um. Obviously, I search the internet, scour the internet for actual advice from the 1950s, and also I look at a lot of propaganda from the 1950s, mm-hmm. which then ends up being a lot of, like, ads yeah, um, mm-hmm. and marketing and materials and whatnot from the 50s, and it, it some of it's quite horrific. Um, <laughs> I mean, most of it is pretty <laughs> obnoxiously chauvinistic, yes. if mm-hmm. it's not outright misogynistic, but mm. some of it is pretty misogynistic, like, to the point where they're they're... Uh, I think I told you about this, Ebony. The one that was—it's um, like a picture of a woman standing outside of a um, of a door, mm-hmm. and she's not knocking on the door trying to get in. She's like, "Honey," and there's a little paragraph underneath that's like, "Your husband's avoiding you. That's right. It's you because did tell you, you tell don't me. take care of yourself. You stank, basically." Like, oh
3: my gosh! And it and
0: it's and it's an ad for Lysol to douche with Lysol. Oh my gosh! And you're like, "Wait." What? Whoa, whoa. Not only Lysol, right. but like 1950s Lysol, yeah. which you know mm-hmm. was significantly Co-oh. worse. Yeah, to yes. Me. But sure. why are you going to put Lysol up your child? What?
3: Mm-hmm. No. 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 And I'm but sorry, like, you're going to lock me out of my own house. Because yeah. right. yeah. you have an right. issue with my hygiene. Like, like mm. it's just, right. I, so, I have, so have an issue so with your here's hygiene. The funny <laughs> thing,
0: right?
3: So here, Smelly guy.
0: So the thing <laughs> that I then... Having seen this, then a few weeks later that Gillette ad came out. Oh yeah, people were kind of up in arms about which, (laughs) when you watch the ad, it's like no, it's just encouraging guys to be like the best they can be. Right. (laughs) That's the tagline for Gillette. Yeah. Best a man can get. So like our men being their best, and people freaked out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, the history of advertising is rife with examples of horrific treatment of women, like horrific mm-hmm. and you're mad because somebody is calling you to carp, like 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 to task for not being your best
4: really so upsetting so
2: that's just interesting
4: <laughs> to upsetting. me that
2: i thought it was an interesting conversation that whole commercial with the disc you know yeah with, of mm-hmm. course but but it's interesting that like you can't like that's all
0: advertising has been for mm-hmm. industry for women like yeah. is how do yeah. we shame women how yeah. do we how do we make them feel less than, like, the, like if they just buy this product, mm-hmm. right. they'll feel they'll feel better about themselves, other people will like them more, their husbands will find them more desirable, mm-hmm. you right. know, and, mm-hmm. and women are just like, okay, like, we'll just take that for, you know, forever. And there are ways, of course, that life is significantly better as a woman in the 21st century than it has been for all of human mm-hmm. history, <laughs> and I'm very thankful for that, um, and I'm thankful to be a woman living in America, you know, yes. living yeah. in America, there's definitely most, most definitely. of the world where it's still not... Um, Safe and um, acceptable uh, to be a woman. However, I think it's really interesting when you talk about like gender roles within yeah. that. That how how the male response is so quick oh. to, to say like oh how dare you yes how dare you use advertising to, <laughs> to
1: tell me
3: to be better. Um, I have mm-hmm. these yeah. conversations with mm. the toddler Ironic. I nanny all the time.
4: Miles, <laughs> and I love him, so but cute. Cute.
3: it's it's like this thing where. He'll, um, I can't even think of an example right now, so I'll think of what is on my mind currently, which is a chest cold that I'm fighting off. So he sneezes in my face, and I say, hey, bud, please cough into your elbow and sneeze into your elbow and get your elbow right up in there, okay? And then I sneeze... But don't have an elbow to sneeze into. And he's like the fastest guy to get up there and be like, you didn't cough into your elbow. But then the next time he coughs, he doesn't cough into his elbow either. But I can't say anything to him because he's a three-year-old. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> That's how I feel it is yeah, yeah, when mm-hmm. I'm talking with modern-day men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and really, at any generation, 50s, 60s, 70s, yeah. 80s, there's like this complete disconnect from common sense. Yeah. And from... But really, honestly, just being a good human being, yeah. and accepting everybody as they are, mm-hmm. whatever way they are. Let's get rid of everything—religion, politics, all of that stuff—can go away because we're all just people at the end of the day. And it, that, yeah. it, and the fact that I have a vagina and you have a penis should not preclude my rights over yours, yeah. mm-hmm. or my comfort over yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Stupid. <laughs> really, tell us how you feel, Pamela.
3: I'm just really so meek and mild that whenever I get on these shows, I just tend to clam
4: up. I'm sorry. Gosh. she sure is. I don't
3: know what you're talking about, but it's so nice to see you.
4: <laughs> so funny. Um. Okay, so. Th- this question's for Maria mm-hmm. what about the medium of theater that makes it your preferred method of telling your story because this is the second one woman show that you've done mm-hmm. yeah <sighs> um
2: there's something and I'm 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 gonna preface this statement by saying that the world of cinema is magical I'm not saying <laughs> anyone who is a cinematic lover, or that's their medium of expression. But there is something about theater; it's live. There is um, an instant connection with uh, with human energy. With there's something ethereal about it. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. So you're able to connect with people immediately. Mm-hmm. So there is this Im- immediate um you're hoping this not only this immediate connection but this immediate um energy being almost channeled or catapulted into someone and i feel it so it's it's an exchange of energy so i'm hoping that the person in the last row feels it but i feel it coming back to me and it feeds my performance so i just feel alive i can't exp- i can't mm-hmm. explain it it's there's just something electric mm-hmm. and um there's nothing. There's nothing like a live performance, whether you're going to a musical concert or, um, you know, whether you're seeing the ballet or opera or whatever. There's just something electric about it. You're able to. Um, I- I'm having a hard time trying to articulate tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know no, I'm, if I'm just no, tired. I
3: think, I think yeah. it's easy to kind of understand your 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 thought process there. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something. It's always different. It's it's ever changing because it is just one person, you know, like it's a completely different set of audience members. It's mm-hmm. a, you're a completely different person that day. Mm-hmm. You know, you could breathe in a certain way that makes you think <laughs> of a different way to say something that m- then sparks another idea that j- you know that just changes just the that. entire idea yeah. of what you were just performing.
2: Completely. I that's that's why I love theater so much. I, and. I feel, and, and and not to say that c- cinematically the impact isn't the same. I walk away from a sure. movie feeling an impact, but there's something about theater. I leave theater feeling um, a buzz. I just feel a vibe and an energy. It's like it's here and it's now. Mm-hmm. It's happening. It's...
4: Well, because there's something about being in a room where those people in that room on that day will never again all be together mm-hmm. in that room exactly. at that moment on that day, having that experience. Exactly. It's extraordinarily unique. Yeah. It is yeah.
2: extraordinarily unique. And you walk away. It's it's hard work doing theater. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, honestly, I've, I've done film work and I've done s- some television work and it's, not that that isn't hard work. You're sitting on a set all day and it's freaking exhausting. You're like, oh, finally, we're getting up to do the scene, right? Oh. But theater is hard work. I mean, most of the time you're doing like seven shows a week. And, you know, if you're doing it at an SPT, a small professional theater, you're getting paid 400 bucks right. mm-hmm. to do seven to eight shows a week. So it's it's yeah. a passion. You have to yeah. really, you have to love that medium to do it. And it, it could be scary. I've had mm. friends who are, you know, um... Strictly film actors. They're like, how do you do it? I, I, it scares me. I can't do theater. Mm. I'm like, no, no. Once you do it, it's, it's a drug. You become mm. extraordinarily addicted. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just amazing. And, and the um, and those nerves, I think, almost feed it even more. Yeah, yeah there is a, there is a. Um, I remember the first time. Well, I always, I stepped on a stage when I was young. I mean, I, I, whatever. I was four when I did my first dance recital. But when I did my first play, my first musical. I was in the 7th grade and that was it. I I stepped on that stage. I didn't I was in the chorus. I didn't have a lead because they didn't know how brilliant I was yet. <laughs> so and but I stepped on that stage and I just felt like I finally arrived. It's like this is where I belong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is where I belong and the people were my family. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, they could choose to receive me or not receive me like any family, like your real family, <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It was totally okay. And, um, again, the impact, the impact I feel you have on the audience is just entirely different because you, you walk away and I feel like maybe I'm being, I'm generalizing here because I I don't want to say that you don't walk away from a cinematic experience having discourse or conversation. But again, there's something about theater. And the
4: immediacy. Yeah, it is an immediacy. Mm -hmm. It is an immediacy Mm because it's
2: happening as you're sitting in your seat, and again, there's that, there's that connection because you're like, there's so many people in a room. It's just intense. It's like Mm -hmm. you're, it's not just three dimensional. You're, you're stepping into like a five dimensional realm. Yeah. Yeah. If I can use that word, I don't want to get all like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all earthy crunchy and start talking about (laughs) fifth dimensional existence. But there is that kind of quantum physics at play Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you're, when you're, Um, in theater yeah. when you're experiencing
4: am I I think that's what I have to say about that
1: with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no Lucky Land
3: Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case I pronounce you
1: lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: I think that was really lovely. And I'm Thank you. very pleased that I was here for
2: it. Thank you, Pamela. I mean, <laughs> Pamela.
3: <laughs> Just don't call me
2: Pam. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>
3: did you get the little glint of dagger in my eye when i said that i did
2: multiple daggers
3: (laughs) 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 me neither (laughs) listen and i have friends named pam and it it fits them to a t Mm -hmm. i've never been pam and yet when i I introduce myself people will immediately come back with pam i'll say hi my name is pamela oh hi pam how nice to meet you and you can't really say anything in that moment maybe that's just my like
4: my
0: you know what's um, hey, hey, funny? You know what? He, because we're talking about this, yeah. and I'm just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you just said, you can't say something back in that way. What a female response. Yeah. Like, uh, totally. <laughs> I have an ex-boyfriend <laughs> whose name is Andrew. Yeah. And people would respond with Andy mm-hmm. or Drew. And he he would just respond, Andrew. In that moment, like he would just, (laughs) like not not a mean way, like just say, just uh, like the French have this tendency, like if you say something grammatically incorrect, Mm. they will just correct your grammar for you. So as you're talking, like if you conjugate a a verb incorrectly, they'll just repeat what you said back, but do the correct conjugation (laughs) for you. And everyone in France does this. This is normal. This Mm. is just part of their culture. Yeah, Um, makes learning actually (laughs) easier. Mm -hmm. But it's also not done in a judgmental way. It's just like. This is what no, you I'm meant to say. Saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. like if somebody did a double have negative. Have like, Yeah, right. I've not, I've I, not, not, I can't even, <laughs> even do double negative. My brain is like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> um, right. You haven't seen. Uh, right. I have not seen that yet. You haven't seen that yet? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and in the same way, he would just mm-hmm. be, he would just respond and be like, Andrew. Yeah. And then you'd know. and. That's the end of it. And but then I you don't ever make that mistake again. A yeah. Yeah. I don't
3: want to make anyone Everyone feel bad. Yeah, <laughs>
0: if
3: I Pamela,
2: make them feel bad.
3: I know what? I think I will. I'm like, I'm so close at this point
2: to just exploding on, on <laughs> someone, and that's the point that you it's, it's don't want to get right. It's also right, part, part right. of the American culture. They just want <clears throat> to nick. They want to mm-hmm. shorten your name. And yeah. It,
4: it, I yeah. The least amount of effort. My name is Sarah. Right. I don't know. I did have
0: friends try and call me Sar. In yeah. but that was on purpose because i was like you can't shorten my name right <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting my
2: um my foreign relatives want to call me mary and i'm like that's not my name oh interesting that is really funny yeah like, like that's a different when i name. say foreign i'm saying canadian <coughs> oh. they're foreign oh i oh, thought you meant your italian, italian. and okay. my italian relatives my okay. canadian <laughs> relatives for sure they're like hey mary how's it going eh and i'm like no it's maria it's not Mary. It's not the
0: same name. Yeah, they no, call is that an American thing? Like, that we're like, no, Mary is one name. Maria is another right. name. They, like, I, there's mm. a
2: sense of wanting to Anglicanize the names. That's oh. That's so strange. You yeah. Would, I would never call. Like, everyone calls my dad name. Tony, and he goes, that's not my name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Name? Antonio. Oh, okay. You okay. would always say, yo me llamo Antonio. But... You know, people want Thank to you. shorten the name because it's, yeah. we, we were just having this conversation yeah. that Americans just want to shorten the name. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, it's going to take less time to kind of talk and get
2: to the nitty-gritty yes. of the conversation. So lazy in because, our language. I don't
0: know if it's laziness so much as Americans are known historically for being more... Casual. and friendly. Yeah, yeah it's and, a casual right, thing. Right, because before I think you would that have called true. everybody by their surname and been like, "Yeah, yeah you know, hello, Miss Vines, until she tells me I can mm-hmm. say her name. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? Until, no, until and I, I think it's that... And then you could let somebody know, like, you yeah. can be familiar with me. It's okay. Yeah. Like, you can be on first-name basis. Oh, right. please, call just, me Pamela. Everybody's like
3: no it's true what's up, that up is true. hey Pam <laughs> 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 hey, there. what's going
4: on
3: what's going on hey, on. hey Eb what's up girl <laughs> oh and I just another sidebar because what? it just reminded me when we were looking at titles for this podcast which is Theater Geeks Anonymous we yeah. were talking about different things and I was like what about Eb and Dro because my last name is Shandro <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> I was like it's a play on words I was like, <laughs> mm, no, 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 Yeah. I just no. Was
2: like,
3: oh. does he really talk to you about theater? <laughs> that's
2: kind of funny. Also, your name is Ebony Vines. I mean, come on. Yeah! Come on. Sarah, that's what I said the Poor first the time word. I
0: met her. Your name is great, too, though. Thank you for
2: saying that, Sarah Benjamin. Barata. Yes. Maria Barata. Oh, What's your last name, Helen?
0: Shandro. Oh,
2: Shandro. Shandro. If you say it with the
3: Illinois accent, everything's really wide. An open chandro. Yeah, Chandro. Yeah, my name is Pamela Chandra.
2: Chandro. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. It's French.
3: Which oh, was actually yeah. anglicized in Canada when my family uh, from France came down through Canada. Yeah. It was initially Jundron, oh, which is G-E-N-D-R-O-N. And apparently when they came through Canada, they said, our last name is Jundro. And they said, Chandro, C H A N D R E A U X. And then when oh. we went And then when oh. we came down into America, <laughs> they changed it again to what it is currently, which is S H A N D R O W. Very phonetic.
2: Oh
4: <laughs> my gosh.
3: Isn't that an interesting story? That's I love so the heritage stuff. Learning about like so all of that crap. Uh-huh. It's so fun. Uh-huh. That is pretty I love interesting.
0: how I love how ballsy all the people we know in the like, immigration what's your name like, no. it's john now here's john. what your name is <laughs> yes, john. let me just
3: tell you i'm john john gonna just Smith. tell you there were nope. so there were hundreds <laughs> of john smiths that That's all that came through ellis island
1: <laughs> no. oh my goodness
0: i know I love it it's, there, it's almost like The same people who, who worked at Immigration offices Later became agents And were like <laughs> yes. Yeah no that's not happening No yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That mm-hmm. name will not work I'm gonna call you we're gonna Paul do, We're <laughs> yes. gonna do this gonna one We're gonna change
2: Norvigine. this Norma Jean No no
0: <laughs> Marilyn <laughs> Monroe Yes There we go <laughs> Yes That's what yeah. Carrie that's Grant that's what we're Same thing yeah. So true yeah. Vivian yeah. Lee too right? Yeah yes. Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: No man's name is Marion Your name is John Wayne Yes, yes. <laughs> Marion.
1: They were all immigration
3: officers. <laughs> they were all immigration <laughs> officers. <laughs> Good point. point Sam was probably changed to Marion when he came through Ellis
4: Island. <laughs> Anywho, oh gosh, that's funny. <laughs> um, my next question is for Sarah. Uh, what are you learning about storytelling as you adapt this piece for the stage? Ooh.
0: Um, well, the phrase show don't tell is the first thing that <laughs> comes to mind. Um, yeah, I, and, and the virtue of that. And also, um, because I, I've acted in theater. Right. And I've acted in film. Um, I'm personally more versed in film as far as, um, my, like, knowledge of the breadth of the,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, catalog, I guess. But, um and and i and i read a lot of books like novels so it's interesting writing in a format that isn't the one that i see the most mm-hmm. or that i you know have the ideas for the most and it's interesting playing with like what what can i do on a stage that i can't do in other things mm-hmm. and also <laughs> what can i not do on a stage there was a time when we were working on this and it was a uh, potentially an immersive theater project mm-hmm. and that was really fascinating because there are definitely things that that lend themselves really well to that and other things that i'm like i would not feel safe having an actor do that Mm -hmm. in an immersive setting yeah you know and part of that is also because i don't have the sensibility of like a very like avant-garde 70s performance artist so i'm not (laughs) gonna put my actors on purpose in an awkward setting so that everyone feels weird (laughs) because that's the point i'm making um that's not that's just not who sarah benjamin is but um but yeah, so it's it's a lot of figuring out like how, how what is the virtue of it being on a stage. Yeah. And um and how do you because I think a part of me thinks, of course, um I guess I connect theater to film in the sort of nineteen forties, fifties films mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. were largely like I mean they were pretty much playwrights. Right yeah right. plays. Mm-hmm. And so they're far more verbose. Mm, like, there's yeah. so much more dialogue and the dialogue's tempo is significantly yes. faster. <laughs> yes. So a lot of what I'm you know, thinking about is like, oh, well, it's people talking. So, so, so people have all sorts of monologues. I'm like, <laughs> actually, it's much more interesting if you can figure out a way to make the scene active and you know, yeah. rather than yeah. talking about the thing that they're venting about, like actually have it happen instead. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and so that's what I'm finding some of my um, re- reworking things. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I think certain ones I where I have had a first pass and told the story from a, from a past tense perspective, I'm like, why didn't I write this in a, in a present tense scene? (laughs) You know, like, oh, that's a good question. I guess I could, you know? And sometimes, sometimes I get into trouble with myself and I have to tell myself because I do have a a pretty high right brain, left brain crossover. (laughs) So I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, that's not going to work with the budget or like, that's a, that's going to be a production problem. (laughs) And got to leave that up so to Ebony. Good. I'm sure that's a little bit helpful for. A yeah, producer, it actually is helpful. But on the other hand, it's not my job. Right. No. <laughs>
3: like, right.
0: You write, just write, and then then let them come to you and be like, the editing can't comes do later. This. Right. And, uh, and <laughs> I mean,
3: like, put everything on the page, and we'll take care of it later. We'll right, do right. it in post. Right. <laughs>
4: exactly. We'll fix yeah. it in
0: post. But I love it. It's funny because I so Ebony had mentioned earlier, and I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. If you are going to just... ask this question later, no, it's okay. I, um, spoil <laughs> part of my answer, but um. And I, I hadn't even thought about this earlier for this person, but um, the pro- probably, I mean, the, the one person that I would completely lose my over mm-hmm. <laughs> is um, J.K. Rowling.
4: Yeah. Oh, author, completely. I mean, literally, like, sure. I'm not
0: a huge, um, you know, fangirl. Uh, and, yeah. you know, I don't yeah. spaz when I see celebrities. I'm like, oh, nice, cool. Um, <laughs> Me but too. if I saw J.K. Rowling, <laughs> I would definitely yeah. lose my ish. Like I would just, <laughs> I would, I would go bananas. Um, and one of the things I so admire about her is I've heard stories about her writing because she's doing the screenplays now for the, um, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them uh, films which are being, and it's the first time she's written screenplays mm-hmm. at all, right? She's a novelist. And so what I've, what I've read is that, um, David Hammond, the, the director and producer, um, has been so impressed with what it's like to work with her because she'll come with a script and she'll have all these pages. And he'll be like, great, here are your notes. We can't do this, this, and this because of, like, budgetary reasons. Like, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And the next day she'll come back with, like, "Oh wow, all these new scenes. And he's like, I've never met a more prejudicial prodigious writer wow. and who just is like her brain is who just, like, just has so many great. ideas so many yeah, ideas and also she it's like I, I think personally as a writer it's very helpful when somebody yeah. closes a door for me and is yeah. like you can't do that I'm like okay great I'll go another direction yeah. When, yeah. when all the doors are open I sort of stand in front of the house and go I don't know where to go it's like the menu <laughs> at, on, at a oh, diner exactly. oh, <laughs> oh, at um, Cheesecake Factory what's the one Cheesecake Factory it's like a novel it's a novel it is a novel I close the
3: book and I go what do you suggest
0: you know what I get the chicken piccata every time
3: <laughs> I get the bang bang I chicken. chicken piccata, I've never
0: ever read the menu because it's too stressful. Uh, there are too many choices. This it's is good. So I'll much.
3: Have it. I, it's only really when I'm trying I to decide which cheesecake I want at the end of the meal that yeah. I'll finally open it up and look. Yeah. But Yeah, I go for the bang bang chicken and shrimp. Sorry. It's my <laughs> no, favorite. Bang bang. <laughs> no, it works. But you so don't
0: even good. know if it's your favorite because you I don't do. eat anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
3: But I'm too overwhelmed with all the directives. (laughs) Directives are good. Directives are really good license. So funny. I love getting notes. I, yeah, love, there, I love yeah, that ca- yeah. because, yeah, I put all of my heart and soul into whatever character that I'm creating and I do my work right. on the front end of it. But to get that note will just help to hone that weapon to its very, you know, yeah. it, it sharpest point yeah. so that it can really cut through the story. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the story is what's most important. And if you're yeah. not telling the story, then... Yeah, you're not doing your exactly sure. what, yeah. what are you
2: even on stage for right that message has to come through yeah mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. the show don't tell thing that you were talking about earlier just uh, sparked a memory in me i was taking some film classes i haven't actually done a lot of film just one commercial <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it, it just didn't kind of jive with me and yeah. my personality and i just didn't i didn't like it as much as i love theater but anyway um we were doing this film class and we he always had filmed everyone's scenes and then we would watch them back as the class and then kind of critique and and talk about what it was uh, at that point but at one point he go he turned off the sound for mine for my scene and he goes does everyone know what she's talking about and it was like oh oh it was -hmm. like this moment of like okay so yeah these words are on the page but they really don't mean anything if what your face is conveying doesn't tell that story Mm -hmm. it was really it was really fascinating Mm -hmm. i had no idea that there was such a disconnect Mm -hmm. with me
2: (laughs) (laughs) pamela yes (laughs)
3: I like to turn everything back to me I don't know if you noticed that not at all not at
1: all
3: so we really only have a couple of minutes left here Mm.
4: I I did have uh, one last question I'd like to close it out because Marie and I were having a little bit of this discussion before Mm -hmm. Um, and so what role can men play in supporting women and engaging Mm. in a dialogue about the issues discussed in both of your pieces great question Mm.
2: Repeat that question one more time.
4: (laughs) What role can men play in supporting women and engaging in a dialogue about the issues discussed in both of your pieces for this event?
2: Just be present. Don't shy away. Yeah. Because it's a, you know, the title of the showcase is Women's Cycle. Don't Mm -hmm. freak out. It's not (laughs) going (laughs) to. Yeah. Okay. it's all
0: about my period <laughs> it's all about
2: my period for real um it, it, don't don't freak out about it we're, we're not you know just because it's hashtag me too movement it, it we're not man haters we're not man eaters we're not it's not about man Unless bashing you're yeah. <laughs> well i'm a stupid hater yes <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> that's, that's definitely gender neutral. man gender woman gender whatever neutral. <laughs> yeah for real you're right you know we're we're living in a world where both men and women are here. Yeah. 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 And, um, (laughs) it's true. One, one doesn't have to be, you know, (laughs) right. Yeah. It's, I mean, we have to figure out a way to understand each other and, um, and have these conversations and discourse. So when there is something, when there is a platform that's empowering women or celebrating women or, um, allowing women to uh, voice their issues, don't get don't freak out. Just show yeah, up. That's right. That's I'll show right. up for your shit, just show up for mine. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't have to agree with me. You yeah. don't have just sit there, be present and listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And take it. Take in the information, absolutely. And uh, that's yeah. all. You don't it have is. to agree with it at I, the end of the day, but you don't. And you may just simply walk away not realizing like, oh gosh, I didn't realize that, you know, women have to deal with this or mm-hmm. oh my gosh um, yeah they do have to look over their shoulder when they're walking right. home at right. night like that conversation yeah. we had about your dad with the keys mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you know, yeah ladies do put their keys between their yeah. fingers as the they're
3: and yeah. constantly looking
2: yeah. everywhere
3: around us there's never a moment that we can just be at peace and relax yeah. when no. we're walking down Unfortunately, the street
2: no. th- there isn't and but We do live in a world where there are wonderful men, supportive men, and and good men who are just maybe not awake yet. Mm -hmm. So come to the Women's Cycle. Wake up. Wake up. We'll feed you. (laughs) We will. You we'll get feed food. You. You'll oh, get some yeah.
3: alcohol. We'll put some there you wine go. in we you. Will. Yeah, that's all you and, need, and, really. Um,
2: and we'll entertain you. <laughs> yeah, hell, we'll make you laugh at least once. I guarantee that shit. <laughs> yeah. I guarantee that. So that's what I have to say. I'll Great. hand yeah. it over to you, Miss Sarah.
0: Yeah, I feel. I feel very um, much the same. That just stay, stay for the conversation. And, yeah. And, and shut up and listen. Yes. 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 I, think, I think that's, I think, Ebony, I think that would be true in general for being yeah. yeah. Like how do you right. listen to somebody else's experience because you don't know. Right. right. And and if you're just willing to, to listen to what it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that goes a really long way because... It is the thing that's bizarre is what we talk we p- sort of partition the female experience off from people because it maybe makes them uncomfortable or for whatever reason it hasn't it hasn't gotten the same amount of error time, essentially isn't right. many, different male experiences. But it's really funny because it's been happening for so long that it's become the norm mm-hmm. that I think like like guys don't even notice I, I teach chess to small children through stories and <laughs> Our curriculum, key- like, mm-hmm. is wonderful and amazing, but but when we first started, like, literally there was one female character, <laughs> one, just the queen. <laughs> it has to be a female. Yeah. Right? But all the other characters, you know, that were peripheral, like... Listen, the king needs to be a dude, but none of the other pieces need to. Yeah. Like, you have a lady is, bishop in there. Why is the squirrel a boy? Like, why can't the squirrel be Pearl the squirrel instead <laughs> yes. of Pearl the squirrel? So, like, yeah.
3: It doesn't matter.
0: Like, it doesn't. But it's funny because it's so normalized that yeah. the, that all the animated characters you see, there's like one girl and a bunch of dudes. Yes. And like, all the action movies and the and the, the historical movies you see, like, there's one female character yeah. and a bunch of dudes. Well, because we talked so
3: about it earlier. Women can't get along together. Right. Well, and, and <laughs> no. it's, it
0: really doesn't matter if that's the reason why. The right. point mm-hmm. is they become so accustomed yeah, to okay. seeing yeah. things that way that mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, there are, like, half mm-hmm. the world is actually female. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. It's really weird. interesting. I guess it is weird that we don't see that. But it mm-hmm. never occurred to me because I'm being represented right. in the same way that people who are white are like, oh, yeah. There isn't like a, a Freaky Friday with black people in it. Mm-hmm. And I like walked by a movie <laughs> Yeah, little
4: and I was like, yeah. little.
0: And I, yeah. I was like, I was like, I assume that's what it is because I just from the movie poster. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, why not? Why has yeah. there been that? Yeah. Exactly. It be that you mm-hmm. know, like there's great. a Cinderella now. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, then, and that was a
3: right. great movie. Yeah, right?
4: I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's I just
0: a... think. Yeah, I just think show up and listen.
4: Yeah. Because
3: um, no matter who you are. Every man has a relationship with a woman in this world. Mother, grandmother, aunt, sister, cousin, or friend mm-hmm. or someone right. that you pass by on a sidewalk are like, yeah. all of these We're relationships <laughs> yeah. whether yeah. they're <laughs> important to you or not right. you are surrounded Dubai. by the opposite sex at all
2: times right. mm. don't we technically start out as women in the womb anyway oh, yes yeah, well, so if i need to get all biological on y'all <laughs> no. that's what i'm saying <laughs> you
0: need to get in touch with your inner xx Yes. <laughs> twenty-day old woman.
2: Yes. Uh, Your twenty-day old woman. I love that, Sarah. <laughs> 20
4: so tw- I, woman. After, woman. after Maria and I had had that conversation, I was my roommate Ruth was there. And I and I was like, okay. So I texted a bunch of my girlfriends who um, are married to guys who are awesome. And I was like, I I need to borrow them and have a chat because I have to figure this out. Like, just want to make sure we're making sure that everybody knows that it's open for them to come. Mm. And and but like, I got too much in my head. And Ruth goes, Are you trying to are you trying to fix? Um, what she called it? Uh, fragile masculinity? Is that what you're... Because I was getting, like, way too, like, way too much about it. She's like, you... you, mm, And I was like, you're right. Like, I can't... Act, I can't fix... What am I... I can't fix that. I can at least make sure they know that they're welcome. Right. But, exactly. like, I got way too like <laughs> sorry I planted no. that seed in your head no I needed to I really was a, an issue that I needed to consider and think about because there's no gender dialogue without both genders yes there. exactly right. yes sure, Absolutely. you know so it's important to make sure that they know that, that they they have divided, to everyone needs to come to the, the table and have the conversation yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, that was funny she's just she's so dry and blunt so I just that's why sometimes <laughs> I like riff stuff off on her and then she just looks at me and like Says one sentence and I'm like, right, yeah, that's okay. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for setting me on the right (laughs) path there, Reba. You you can't actually fix that. You know that, right? So, in the last couple of minutes, tell us all the details that we need to know. Yeah. So, uh, the women's cycle will be at the Cell Theater, July Thursday, July 11th, Friday, July 12th, and Sunday, July 14th. Um, And the Cell Theater is located in Chelsea, New York, on West 23rd Street. Uh, between 8th and 9th Avenues. Um, and after the Friday and Sunday performances, we'll have talk back. So you'll have a talk back with Maria, Sarah, and also we're going to have an art installation by my friend Michelle Struss, who also has a dynamic story. The woman is a brilliant painter and just, ugh, just one of the best human beings. I am blessed to call her my friend. And then we also have a woman... Um, who is a food business owner and she owns a restaurant in Sunnyside, Queens called Firefly. And she's going to be um, bringing desserts. So the desserts mm-hmm. will be reminiscent of the two plays. So you'll have some 1950s looking cakes and things like that. And a then we'll jello have... A mold. S- <laughs> jello mold. I love it. It'll have fruit inside it. With, with an, the an fruit ambrosia cocktail. Salad. And ambros- oh, so ambrosia so
2: ambrosia. <laughs> ambrosia. I ambrosia. love it. I, For the record,
4: um, I
0: hate
4: ambrosia.
3: It's so gross. It is
4: nasty. Yes. It's not, not great. Salad. It's That's not, not salad. salad. It's not a salad.
2: No, it's not no. salad. We've
4: had this conversation. We have. We've had this conversation. It's not salad. <laughs> yeah, I don't,
0: I'm very good at derailing.
4: Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. um, and and then we're also going to have some uh, wine purveyors that are also women. So we have cool. these women food businesses, painter, uh, writers, performers. It's going to be a great um, three days. So come out. Tickets are uh, 20 bucks um, online. It'll be 25 bucks at the door. So not bad,
3: and that includes the food. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's very
4: reasonable. Yeah, yeah, beyond reasonable. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> maybe leave a fishbowl out for donation. Yeah, we yes. are gonna yeah. have. Do-
4: yeah, we're we're gonna ask for donations. Awesome. Yeah.
3: No, that's great. Yeah. We, I uh, knowing Ebony, there'll be a social media blitz all through. Basically, okay. I mean, there has—it's been, been happening year, already, so. okay, all good. during blitz Women's
4: strength. History Month. Yeah, good. and then Sarah's video comes out. Well, you guys will hear this on Tuesday night, mm-hmm. um, but it's been out. So go on YouTube, and Sarah's video is there, Maria's video is there, and they're both talking about their show, and you get to see them writing. And I this. will it's just uh, really try to neat. post a link also. That'd be great within yep.
3: the description of this SoundCloud episode.
4: Okay. Cool. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. you, Pamela.
3: Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. I just mm-hmm. love supporting ladies. Oh, thank you. You but guys are we, my
0: friends. I thought what we got out of this was that all women hate each other. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned today. Just have cat
4: sounds closing us out today.
2: It's so funny. <laughs> uh, thanks yeah. for
4: listening, everybody. Thank you, guys. We appreciate yes, you. Yes, we do.
0: Bye. Bye.